This episode of Euctropolis is for teachers. Tips and discussion on tuning, why you might want to use your pinky finger for the C chord, and how to make exercises sound like music. Welcome back to the Euctropolis podcast, where we answer questions about learning ukulele. These are real ukulele questions posted by students on euctropolis.com. That's where you'll find a library of unique ukulele courses, including Ready Steady Ukulele, Booster Uke, and The Ukulele Way. I'm your host, James Hill. This week I have three great questions picked out, and they're three questions that all come from level one of the Jehui Teacher Certification Program. Now, if you're not a teacher, just hang in there because there might be some stuff that you can use here as well. Now, the Jehui Program was started over a decade ago, hard to believe, by my dad and I. My dad is a retired school teacher and did teach some ukulele, actually, while he was a teacher. And he's a musical guy, but, you know, never had any music training. Um, But he's a lifetime educator. And when I published Ukulele in the Classroom with Chalmers Doan, you know, in like 2007, he could see that without teacher training, those books were just kind of sort of fall on deaf ears. You know, anybody can write a book, but if nobody knows how to use that book and how to really implement that method, then it's just ink on paper and not much more. So we set out to create this comprehensive teacher training program, and it was kind of a crazy idea, um, but it has been really successful. It's the the only comprehensive ukulele teacher training program that I'm aware of in the world, and uh, so far we've certified over 500 teachers around the world. So it created a wonderful community of um of educators who care about the ukulele, who care about each other and support one another as they're teaching this wonderful instrument. So Jehui, by the way, stands for the James Hill Ukulele Initiative, which nobody really says anymore. We just call it Jehui. And uh, funny, if, if you know um, Hawaiian, then you'll pick up right away that Hui, H-U-I, Hui, is a Hawaiian word that not only means the chorus of a song, you know, like everybody sing the hui, but it also means uh, a group of people, like a cohort of people who are dedicated to uh, a cause or, or you know, an idea. So the J hui is kind of perfect, slightly unintentional Hawaiian pun, but you know, I'll take it. So the first question here today comes from Susan, and she's looking at the um, the lesson where we're, you know, really just starting out and teaching open strings. And she's, you know, just heading into the school year, and she says, I'm starting with my grade nines tomorrow. She says, I tuned all of these ukes on Friday afternoon, but because of COVID-19, I'm not going to touch them right before the students touch them or approach a student, you know, during a class. I can't do that. They also can't pass around the class tuners to tune each other's ukuleles. So I sure hope we can all tune by ear together. Teaching ukulele or anything can be tricky at the best of times, but 
when we add a global pandemic to that, it just gets more tricky. And so, Susan, I'm sending my good vibes to you. And I think this may actually be a blessing in the end in some ways, because when students learn to tune their own ukuleles, they really do become more independent as musicians. I can't imagine how many times students go home from ukulele class and they spend a whole week at home trying to practice, but doing it all out of tune. You know, that's just not rewarding for the student. It doesn't reward the effort that they're putting in. And of course, we always try to get parents to help with tuning, but not all parents are you know, interested or able to do that. So teaching them to tune, especially as grade nine students, I think is a great opportunity. They can, you can do it with a tuning fork. You can do it with an electronic tuner. There are lessons in Ready Steady Ukulele, especially on this. You can find free YouTube tutorials on how to tune with a tuning fork. Uh, Jim DeVille does a good video on how to tune with a tuning fork, how to tune with an electronic tuner. It's just sort of a life skill when it comes to being a musician. You know, some, sometimes people ask me, as a professional musician, you know, how often do you tune your ukulele? And the honest answer is, I tune my ukulele about as often as a driver in a car looks in the rearview mirror. Like every two seconds, <laughs> like maybe every five seconds. I'm listening, I'm adjusting. Now, that doesn't, doesn't always mean that I'm actually turning the pegs when I'm tuning, but I might be bending a note to get it more in tune. Like, at the end of the day, you're kind of always tuning. And so starting that process with students uh, is, is a good thing. And maybe COVID you know, pushes us into that territory, and maybe that's okay. The second question we have today comes from Cynthia, and she's working on Rocky Mountain. This is one of the early tunes in Ukulele in the Classroom. It goes like this. It goes, Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain high. When you're on that Rocky Mountain, hang your head and cry. Do, 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 remember me. Do, 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 remember me. It's got a couple other verses. I really like this tune. I've been teaching it for years, and I haven't really got sick of it, because, I don't know, it's just a good melody, simple chords, and, like, real sentiment, you know? Do remember me. I'm going on a journey. Please don't forget me. I mean, that that's so universal. It doesn't matter if you're a kid in grade four or like a you know, 74, 84-year-old student who's picking up the ukulele for the first time. It doesn't matter because this sentiment is just about being a human being. Please don't forget me when I'm gone. So Cynthia's question is simple. She just says, I notice in the video that you play the C chord with your fourth finger, with, my, with your pinky finger, in other words. Um, is this necessary? 
That's a really good question. And way to go for sort of spotting that little detail. Oftentimes, like more than half the time, when I'm playing the C chord, I'm not using the typical ring finger on the third fret of the first string. More than half the time, I'm using my pinky finger, my fourth finger, my little finger. And, you know, in the end, it's really up to you what finger you use on that chord. You can use any finger, the index finger, the middle finger, the ring finger, the little finger. You know, all of those sound the same. It's not going to change the sound of the chord, but when you use the pinky finger, if you can get over the initial sort of um, inertia and, and sort of get that finger um, strengthened up, so it doesn't feel so um, weak. If you can, if you can, you know, strengthen up and buff up that finger so that it can actually do some work, what it means is that you can use the other fingers for ornaments and extra stuff. You know, for example, when I've got my pinky finger on there, now I've got my index, middle, and ring fingers. They can all do other things while I'm holding that C chord in place. Maybe they'll go. There, I'm sort of walking up a little chromatic scale one fret at a time on the E string while I'm holding the C chord. Maybe I'll, you know, add an F chord over top of the C chord uh, and sort of rock between them like this. Maybe I'll add another step to that. Now, that little extra one that I did, you know, that, that'd be a real stretch. Uh, it'd be kind of uncomfortable for me, and, and it'd be just more finger gymnastics if I only had the index and middle fingers free to do those extra ornaments. Um, because once I put the ring finger on C, the way that most people show you how to do it, it effectively kind of knocks out my pinky finger. It's not really in the picture much anymore. So that's why I do it. I've gotten into the habit of doing it over years and years. And like I said, at this point in time, I think I use the pinky finger on C like quite a bit more than I use the ring finger. And it really works for me. Gives me lots of um, fun extras to explore. Because you know what? There's still a lot of use for that C chord. You never grow out of the C chord. And if you can constantly come back and add new new layers to the C chord, you'll just be a happier player and a happier teacher because um, the C chord is such a fundamental part of playing this instrument. It's nice to kind of be able to spice it up now and then. And using the pinky finger is a way to do that. Our last question today comes to us from Dwayne. Dwayne is working on Jehui Level 1. Jehui is a five-month 
program that's done entirely online and you have lectures that you have to watch every week, you have some practicing that you have to log, there's some written quizzes at the end of each unit, there's a final assignment where you have to play one song and film yourself teaching one uh, one thing that you've learned over the course of the program. It sounds like a lot. I guess it is a lot, um, but it's not too strenuous, and it's the program is designed to fit into your life, not take over your life. So you, it, you can do this program with three or four hours of work per week, uh, and uh, a lot of people put in a lot more time because they just really get into it, and they really get into the community that has grown around this um, certification program. We have our own social media platform that's just for Jehui students. We call it the Jehui Cafe, and I'm always in there talking with teachers as they're, you know, sharing ideas and uh, and uh, talking about assignments and asking questions like the ones you're hearing uh, on this podcast. So if you're interested at all in um, upping your teaching game or even getting into the teaching game and you really want some guidance and you want to tap into three generations of, uh, you know, pedagogy that have come out of, mostly come out of um, the Canadian ukulele uh, system, then uh, by all means, check us out. If you go to uh, jhui.org, jhui.org, you'll find us. Our final question comes from Dwayne, and he says, uh, do you have any notes that you can share on what chords you're using to accompany in this demonstration. He's talking about the demonstration of the C scale. Uh, He says, some of them I see and some of those I know and some of them I don't know. So what he's talking about is how do you you beef up the sound of a scale? If your students are sitting there and they're learning how to play... You know, that's a really fundamental skill. They gotta learn how to play the scale. We all know that. It's like learning the alphabet or learning to count. It, it, you know, it's fundamental to your ability as a musician. You gotta learn your scales. You gotta eat your spinach. But the question is always, you know, how do we make it a little bit more fun? How do we make it sound like more than a scale? Well, turns out there are a lot of ways to make the scale more engaging. We can play it in parts. We can play it in rhythms. Very quickly, we can make it sound like a musical composition. And one of the ways that teachers do that is by throwing in some chords while their students are practicing the scale up and down so that it doesn't sound quite so lonely. You know, one note at a time can sound quite lonely. And it doesn't give the students a sense of how their note fits into the broader harmony that's implied by the scale. So here here goes. The most common progression, chord progression, to accompany the scale is this. C, G7, back to C, F, C, F, G7, and C. 
Now, that's not the only way to do it, but that is the most common way to do it. And this itself is called the harmonized C scale, and it's a skill that you end up teaching students in level two of the ukulele in the classroom method. But at this stage, when students are just first learning the scale, it's the teacher who needs to know this information so that they can add this nice layer of harmony so that this this the scale sounds like do re mi fa that the, the notes of the scale don't sound so lonely, right? Now, this progression might seem a little bit unwieldy and hard to memorize, but if you think back, what I said was it starts with C, G, 7, and it ends with the opposite, G, 7, C. And in the middle, it just goes C, F, C, F. So if you break it down into three little chunks, it's not too hard to memorize. We start with C, G7, Do, Re, and now we go C, F, C, F, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, and then we end with G7, C. T, Do, simple. C, G7, C, F, C, F, G7, C. And so, you know, within a few minutes, the teacher can memorize this chord progression and can accompany their students as they learn the scale and make the scale sound more like music. That is one of the fundamental things that I try to get across when I'm teaching teachers, and that is exercises are important the exercises are like spinach, like you have to do them, like you have to eat spinach, but we're always trying to make exercises sound like music. Just the way that, you know, a chef is always trying to make spinach taste like food, you know, by adding, I don't know, spices and interesting presentation and, you know, just dress it up. It doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be flavorless and blah, you know, Exercises should always sound like music, and this is one way to do it. Thank you for tuning in to the Ukatropolis podcast. Come back next week for more real ukulele answers to real ukulele questions from students at ukatropolis.com. That's where you'll find a whole library of unique ukulele courses, including... Ready, Steady, Ukulele for the absolute beginner. And that's only $1 to get started on that. Booster Uke for beginners who want to become intermediate level players. And the Ukulele Way for anyone who wants to master the art of solo ukulele, also known as chord melody. All the questions we talked about today were from the Jay Hui Teacher Certification Program. And if you're a teacher and you want to raise your game, or if you're thinking of getting in to the teaching game, I hope you'll stop by, check out a free lecture, and check out lots of the other free resources we have available for teachers and players 
at euctropolis.com. I'm James Hill. Thanks for joining me. Until next time, keep on strumming.